Here's Dan Schulman, President and Chief Executive Officer at PayPal, on the discussion Prioritizing Small Business in Economic Recovery, sponsored by PayPal. This idea of how can we help our small business customers really rethink their entire strategy for how do they continue going forward when the world has shifted more and more towards digital is something that we're, I think, uniquely able to go and do. Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search PayPal. Politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. How can we compete in a world of millions of Americans' parents, especially moms, can't be part of the workforce because they can't afford the cost of child care or elder care, I might add. Elder care. They're the sandwich generation getting crushed. President Biden, who's been hitting the road highlighting aspects of his social spending plan in an effort to get public support. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and Democrats are trying to emphasize potential improvements to education, health care, and child care that the plan would provide as they battle over the cost of the package. The president was in Connecticut on Friday trying to let people know how his plan could help families deal with the high cost of child care. Here in Connecticut, the average annual cost of bringing a toddler to a quality child care center is about $16,000 a year. That's what it is around the country. Some places more, some places a little less. A lot of money. So the average two-parent family with two young kids spends 26% of their income on child care every year. My Build Back Better plan is going to change that. But the plan still doesn't have a price tag. It's currently at $3.5 trillion, but Democratic Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona say they won't vote for anything close to that amount. And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi recently acknowledged the overall cost is going to have to come down. If there is are fewer dollars to spend, there are choices to be made. Some members have written back to me and said, I want to do everything. So we'll have that discussion. I also said... We have to have something that will pass the House and pass the Senate. Pass the House and pass the Senate. And I'm not asking members to vote for something that has no chance to pass in the Senate. To pass the Senate, the president's reconciliation bill has to have the support of all 50 Democratic senators, since Republicans want no part of it. Senators Manchin and Cinema have indicated they won't back a plan unless it comes down to somewhere around $1.5 to $2 trillion. But patience is wearing thin with the two lawmakers among progressives who complain that they can't negotiate if they don't know what the senators will accept. Senator Bernie Sanders, who chairs the Senate Budget Committee, made that clear during a conference call with reporters. We are prepared to negotiate. We're prepared to compromise. But we are not going to negotiate with ourselves. $3.5 trillion is already a major compromise. In my view, much too little, given the enormous problems facing us in terms of climate. And the time is now long overdue for Senators Manchin and Senator Sinema to tell us exactly where they are spending. What do they want to cut? Democrats have been hesitant to say what programs they want to cut, at least publicly. Several, including Speaker Pelosi, have indicated that the timeline for initiatives will likely need to be shortened, which can help bring down the cost. 
But progress on reaching an agreement has been very slow in coming, even though Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer have both indicated they want action on the so-called human infrastructure measure, as well as the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, by the end of the month. At the moment, it's looking like Democrats will blow past another self-imposed deadline. That frustrates many lawmakers, especially moderates, who point out that the bipartisan infrastructure bill was passed by the Senate months ago. The inaction is also having an impact on the Virginia governor's race. Democratic candidate Terry McAuliffe has made it clear in several interviews that he believes the House's failure to pass the bill and deliver a victory for President Biden is hurting his standing with voters in a closely contested race with Republican Glenn Youngkin. We've got frustration with Washington. You know, why haven't we passed this infrastructure bill? It passed the U.S. Senate with 69 votes two months ago. We're tired of the chitty chat up in Washington. Get in a room and get this figured out. McAuliffe speaking on CNN. Members of both parties are closely watching the governor's race in Virginia, which could provide an indication of what's ahead in next year's midterm elections. Republicans only need to win a handful of seats to regain power in the House, and traditionally, the party that's not in power in the White House picks up an average of close to 30 seats in the midterms. Many Democrats worry if they don't get the two major bills passed in the coming weeks or months, they won't get another chance of adopting the most sweeping legislation since the New Deal. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.